Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. Monday, a fresh Monday, 8 p.m. on this fresh Monday. Sports are on the horizon. Football is in the air. Fall is inching closer. That means there's no better time for this, the Bearcat Bounce Podcast, the BBP, presented by Danco Transmission. Big shout out to Danco Transmission. I am Brent Young, but it's, it's, it's time I bring in my two guys, my pals, the guys who have been in the nitty-gritty, who who clocked out at yet another camp higher ground setting. That's right. None other than Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. Gentlemen, happy Monday. How are we? Good. Good. Been a good Monday. Got up to uh, practice today. Okay. Uh, hung out there for a little bit and back here to uh, to rock out the uh, the BBP for the night. You know, it's, it's always funny, the, the entrance back to – to the homeland, and I'll I'll love to talk to that a little bit more about that with uh, with our man Brady, who obviously isn't here. So that means, Aaron, I've got to ask you, how are we? I'm doing all right. Um, baby's been a little little extra lately, uh, so we're I'm I'm getting a little nervous about uh, when when Rachel goes back to work. I, I it, look, I will I will tell you, it takes a minute. It takes a minute. But it, it, it works out eventually, but it takes a minute. <laughs> I was going to say I simply cannot, you know, I cannot feel you on that one there, Aaron. That's got to be a Chad thing. That's why I, I did the stay home. Chad say, hey, take it away. I, I did the stay home dad thing. Like, I, I did that for five years, four years, five years while Kelly was working. And um, Kelsey was going all the way up to when she started preschool. So. They love their mamas, and uh, I'm terrified. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> just, just pretend to be mama for a little bit. How about that? Maybe we'll sure we'll, you'll figure it out. Um, any uh, note? Looks like you're wearing gray. That means even if the uh, accident might have happened right before the pod, you're still ready to rock. You're still ready to roll. So uh, good to see that. None today. None today. Maybe tonight. A couple oh. days ago, though, it was literally dripping off of me. Don't 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 count tonight out so far. Don't yeah. want a little bad juju, so we'll be all good. But uh, yeah, I mean, but before we continue further, big shout out again, Danco Transmission, Danco Transmission, and Auto Care. Get ten uh, percent off your next your next fixing that you go there. Ten dollars off your next oil change. You go there, mention Aaron Smith, mention Chatty B, mention myself. Little little BBP, say how are we? Danco Joe, hook it up. Danco Joe, Danco Transmission, and Auto Care. But guys. We're going to have Brady on in about 10 minutes from now. But something pretty pretty special happened today, I would say. Uh, there's one basketball recruit in particular who the University of Cincinnati has been hot after for quite a while and who has been in his top four over the last few months. And, of course, new rankings came out today. And 247 has none other than Isaiah Collier as the number one recruit in the class of 2023. And, Chad and Aaron, we kind of – Floated this out there a little bit over the last couple of weeks that the rating adjustments will be coming soon. And and it wouldn't be out of this world to see Collier fall there in the top spot. But guys, I mean, just like we did AP poll and coaches poll in the past two weeks, opening up Isaiah Collier, number one in the country for his class of 2023. And Cincinnati still in the stick, thick things. What's, uh, what's to make of it right now? Well, things just got harder. Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because are, are you still, 
Are you still talking about the recruitment? Yeah. <laughs> well, depends on who we're talking to. <laughs> Things just got more difficult. Let's say that. Because... You did it there, Aaron. That was good. Early, that was good, though. <laughs> right out of the gate. Coming in hot. I like uh, Look, recruiting a top 10 player is, is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Recruiting the number one player is even more of a challenge uh, right. because everybody wants the number one player in the class. Yep. Do I think this ultimately will change who's involved in the recruitment? I, I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, I still think Cincinnati, USC, Michigan, UCLA um, are, are going to be the four when it comes down to it. But now if, you know, if you're Isaiah Carr, you got a little leverage, right? Like you're working on your timetable. You're working on your schedule. You're not worried about uh, anybody pushing you out of the way, right? Like this is, I get, I get to call my shots now. I, I, I'm, I'm driving the car. Yeah. We're all down. How you doing? Welcome. That's a new one. We haven't seen you before here on the Twitch feed. Glad you found us. Love it. Yep. Love it. Um, I, I just look, it's awesome if they can land them. Right. But it, it the heat just got turned up. The, the the fire has new logs, if you will. And it, it, it's it's going to be a hell of a challenge to get this thing done now and, and even more so than before. But it, it goes to show Wes Miller's talent evaluation, his yep. staff's talent evaluation. They got in on Collier a year ago when he was, he was right around the 29th. cusp of that five-star range, you know. Yep. Usually 25 is about the cutoff for five-star. Mm-hmm. He was right, 28. I think he dropped to 31. And then has been rocketing up the boards ever since. Um, but I, I think it says great things about the the hands that are cultivating the program right now. But now, I mean, now, like, the stakes are high, right? Because you got a lot on the line. Uh, you got a lot of skin in the game on Isaiah Collier. Let's see where it goes from here. Um, but man, he deserved it. He had an awesome spring. He had the meniscus that kept him out uh, a little bit this summer. And then he came back and won MVP of the Steph Curry camp and MVP of the elite 24 in the first two events uh, as he returned to action, that's uh game winner too. I mean, the game winner in the lead, the lead 24 and, and kind of, he put his flag on that number one spot and said, yeah. come get me. And, um, you know, the, the kids, I saw him what seven, eight times back in the spring. Yep. And he's elite. Like his passing, his feel, his vision, the way that he controls the game with the ball in his hands, the way that, with pick and roll so dominant in the college basketball scene right now, mm-hmm. the way that he handles all that, man, there's there's nobody better um, in the in the high school circuit. So, and and it, you know, I've been trying to tell you guys. I I know that the the narrative that was being put out there is there's going to be a decision soon. Right. They're they're starting the 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 end of the process. From what I was hearing, that that's not going to be a uh, rapid process. And Collier confirmed that today. 
to our, uh, I think it was Eric Bossy, either Eric or Travis that wrote the article, right. um, that it would be, I think it was Travis, actually, it was Travis, um, Travis Branham. It, it, it'll Travis be, Branham. he hopes to have it, a decision made by the end of the year, calendar which year. fits with what I, calendar year, that which fits with what I've heard around that early signing day or maybe a little bit after that early signing day. Um, mm -hmm. So I, let's see. It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a <laughs> we're talking November December. We still got a ways to go. Winter, like you know, we're still in summer, and potentially right on the cusp of winter is when this decision is coming. But but think about it. That also opens up the door for an official visit at a possible big football game atmosphere. I don't think that's gonna happen. Man, it would be nice if it did. I, but, I just don't think. Well, I mean, the, the same could be Michigan, USC, UCLA. Right, right, like, right. I mean, um, but I, I don't. the The plan as of now mm -hmm. is not to take any more official visits. Could that right. change? Absolutely. Um, but they've seen all of these schools on official visits. Uh, it would just be for kind of for fun. Yeah. If he took any more official visits to the schools that he's already visited, so. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, as far as uh, one of the knocks on him a while ago was that was the outside shooting, no way to, to, to put a little bit of a, a, a shut of the door to that than a game winner from 30 feet in that elite 24 camp that you were mentioning. Uh, well, and, he also he hit like 40 percent in EYBL. So right. his shot got better. Exactly. Aaron, your initial thoughts on on the whole number one ranking in, in, in his class. And of course, him still mentioning that. My top four schools are my four schools and having Cincinnati in there. I mean, it, it goes back to some of the stuff that we've said in, in different places, whether the nightcap or the two and a half hours of, of what Saturday night became post-scrimmage. Um, but just kind of a testament to the fact that, A, this staff can evaluate very well. Uh, they were in on him well before he was anywhere in that, I mean, he, he was not a, a number one rank. He wasn't a top 10 rank. He wasn't a top 20 rank when they were initially in on him. Um, also goes to the kid. I mean, he's been outstanding with the, the fadeaway knockdown three as, in the sunset in Chicago mm -hmm. um, as he's been MVP of several different camps and all that. I mean, he's been out, nothing short of outstanding. I mean, he's literally just i'm i'm jealous that chad's got to watch him live as much as he's gotten to watch um just because i, I would think that it would just be he's a lot of fun like he's a lot of fun to watch play basketball like, so we talked about his ability to pass people open his ability to just to to manipulate the defense mm -hmm. like it's it's really fun to watch yeah. obviously if they end up landing the number one recruit in the nation that's uh, going to go a very long way for Wes Miller, for this staff, for the program. Uh, they haven't done it since DeMar, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, and even DeMar, I think, slid a little bit. Like, towards the end. there were times he was number one. Um, I don't think he ended at number one in that class. Now, he probably was the best overall player in that class, um, but – Back then, rankings were a lot different. Like there, right. not, there were there was no rivals. 
There was no scout at that time. Like they were all just about to come on the scene. So it wasn't as centralized. You had to get newsletters and, you know, there was, I think there was a phone number you used to be able to call like a toll free or a, a toll number. This guy is really call. good. Yeah. All right. We'll slot him in at 99. Uh, it, just real quick, obviously, because the, you know, the Isaiah Collier news is very exciting, but we've got Rayvon Griffith at 40th in the updated rankings. And then, of course, the two other targets falling in the top 100, Arnton Page at 60th and Jizzle James at 64th. But, man, uh, excited, obviously, to see Rayvon again in the top 50 range at 40th. And, you know, he, he's had his his summer as well, if you will. Uh, had, had some good showings, of course, and has has been a big representative of what he's going to bring to Cincinnati. And top top 50, man, that's uh, top 40. That's something really to get excited yeah. about. I know everybody was worried about whether he would drop, have a significant drop or not, but that just wasn't like, I, unless a guy completely just falls off a cliff, right? You don't drop a guy because he has, you know, he's only good in 60% of his games over a one month period instead of 70% of his games. Guys, it's you're dealing with kids that are traveling over a four month period, like, Literally from coast to coast. And part of that, they're trying to finish their 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 high school year. You know, if you look at April and May, they're they're trying to finish high school. They got to do their high school camps in June, mm-hmm. and in July. Like it's a four month window where it never stops. If it, like you're gonna, you're not that good at evaluating if like one or two weekends changes your opinion of a kid completely in the middle of a four month stretch. That's just my take on it. Like well, that's, I mean, and and also on top of it for Rayvon, he was going through a, a change in schools as well. Had that to deal with all the thought process that went into that. Uh, you know, just a, a, the whole yeah, personal I mean, that, side. That, that you bring on yourself. Like I don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But it, it's still something that's somewhat in the background that you know yeah. might not be thought about as much during these games throughout the summer. But uh, obviously, then then Page at 60th and. Uh, Jizzle James there at 64th. So, you know, Collier's that 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 golden gem, man. And I, I mean, how exciting would it be? First year of the Big 12, rolling out Isaiah Collier, the number one overall recruit in the class of 2023. I I mean, that's a storybook scenario. So, uh, man, they're in it. Like Chad said throughout it all, like like Aaron has been pumping up as well. They're in it, man. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get back into this more a little bit later, but. Wow! Ta-da! Look at that, some 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 magical, mystical, wonderful illumination, but but beneath me right now, Mister Mister BC, Mister Brady Collins, the man, the myth, the legend, joining us 15 minutes in. So that means we get another introduction, and yet again, one other. How are we, Brady, my man? How are we? Doing great, boys. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Guys. I miss you so much, Coach. <laughs> I saw you like a week ago. It's fine. For for what it's worth, I miss you as well. Uh Chad. I don't. I he, just saw you. He today. might be I, sick I of you fill. by now, but, True. Uh, yeah, but anyway. <laughs> I'm tagging out. Uh, see, see Chad. We got this one. Brady, how's how's it been going, man? Back uh back home for good. Another another beautiful, beautiful picture-esque. Trip to Camp Higher Ground in the books. 
I mean, I mean, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Feeling really good. Uh, very, very successful. Um, 2022, you know, higher ground training camp. And now we're back home. Guys started school today and, you know, you got this unique week before game week. So it's good to get back and, you know, be back in the normal weight room, um, you know, moving all that stuff back. The interns and the staff did a great job with all that. And, you know, just getting back in the routine and prepping for um, the end season schedule and, you know, the grind that we uh, we love and look forward to and just uh, just excited. And when you say moving everything back, can you can you expand on that a little bit? Do you guys kind of kind of pack up and, and move a bunch of equipment over there to uh, Camp Fire Ground and then you guys got to do the whole thing and bring it all back? Yeah, we do. You know, we, uh, we take a bunch of plates, obviously. Um, there's some benches. Not uh, like to eat on. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be clear for our viewers. Wait. You can't eat on them if, you're, if you've got some grit. But you can they, eat they have their own plates at higher ground. Like, yes, your muscles can eat these plates. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, you know, we have some uh, alternative racks that we have that we take out there, um, some benches. But, you know, we take a bunch of uh, weights, obviously a lot of bands, the foam rollers, um, some cardio equipment. And then, you know, obviously we try to have um, machines out there as well for any modifications we need to have. If, you know, someone can't squat out there, we'll take a leg press or a leg extension, leg curl, um, a J squat, which is a belt squat. Um, you know, we try to we try to take everything that we can that we would need, but also not taking everything. But, you know, as my staff would say, I always seem to always say I want a little bit more, but that selfishly could be for me because, you know, I want some of the things that we always have every day from our normal weight room. But I also know I need to make sure I have quite a setup for Coach Vic for when he works out in the mornings. Now that you're home, are you still continuing to eat your cottage cheese and applesauce daily? Wow, that's question I'm, of the night. I'm not. You know, I uh, I need to uh, probably add that to the uh, list for the wife to, to pick up at the grocery or I'm just going to have to do that myself. But uh, <laughs> No, that's uh, that's one of those things, you know. I think if I ate at home, I'd probably be shunned. So, uh, but uh, it is, it's delicious. Don't knock it till you try it. Like I keep saying, don't knock it till you try it. Have you if tried it with like, a little barbecue sauce? Like, I don't know if I would go that far. If I liked cottage cheese, I would try it. I just hate cottage cheese. Exactly, which is hey, that's fine. But uh, I don't know. I think I uh, I just. I grew up trying different things, and one day I think I tried that, and I was like, yep, this is a winner. Don't knock it till you try the barbecue sauce. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds dreadful. You, you yep. know the thing that was that was that maybe my favorite thing this year, Brady? And, I, and Luke might not like this too much. That was the best weather, and you've been here for your, your sixth now. Uh, I've been doing this for a little bit longer. Um, Weather-wise, man, that was an awesome two and a half weeks. Uh, out of higher ground. Yeah, no, we were, you know, again, we're very thankful. Every, it feels like every year we're out there, you know, you kind of have like this makeshift bubble over you to where yeah. the kind of passes you or, um, but uh, the weather was nice. I think our, the hottest day by far was the first day that we had full pads, which, yeah. uh, which might've played out really well because it was a long, tough grinding practice and it was good because you got to have days like that. And, uh, you know, again, 
everybody always makes a case for the heat and all that stuff when it comes to games. It can play a factor to a degree. It doesn't matter if you're not hydrated, if you're not conditioned, if you're not trained to play the game. You can use that as an excuse. You know, I mean, again, this is going on, I think, my 12th year of being a strength coach in college football, you know, including all my intern and GA and all that. I mean, the the Indiana game last year was easily top five hottest games I've ever been a part of. And I work, you know, so, um, you know, you look back at that game, it's nothing you could do to to really prep for it. Yes, the weather helps because practicing in grueling conditions and all that stuff. But uh, you know, it's still everything else done. And uh, we were that we were blessed. We had beautiful, you know, sunny days and some overcast days. Some you know a little hot, but not scorching hot. And uh, we got great work in, and really proud of the boys and everything that we did out there. I, you know what? Even Indiana, the stadium itself didn't prep. For that game atmosphere either so uh you know did they, they run out of water ran out of water ran out of beer they weren't ready <laughs> in, in multiple passes and they ran out of options when it came to the second half how about that um but but before we get into the the player by player you know some names that really stuck out this that and the other obviously last season was last season and you know what probably the best team i, I mean the best team in Cincinnati Bearcat football history, as far as everything goes up to this point. What would you compare last season to this season, just when it comes to the camp higher ground side of things? And on top of that, mention all of those banners that were hung throughout camp higher ground, the, you know, just be us, the, you know, the, the epitome of the iron sharpens irons that just, you know, constantly reminding the team of that kind of the, the de facto back and forth. And then those banners as well. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it just all started back to our first year. And, you know, we just wanted to have a little bit of signage everywhere to just remind the guys of everything that we're preaching and have preached or preached, you know, back on campus. It carries with us no matter where we go. You know, one of the things that um, it's a little sign in, in the weight room, but culture is a competitive advantage. And it, that travels with you on the road. It's your history. It's your tradition. It's your strength, your resilience. I mean, it shows itself when you play the game. So, you know, we wanted to make sure um, just like every year, we take exactly what we're doing back home to higher ground, even though it's not that far away. And it's a very unique setup. It's one of the greatest things that um, we're very fortunate to be able to do with our guys. And obviously it bodes very well for our program, but uh, you know, it's just constant reminders for those guys to see visual, you know, stimulation and, um, obviously serves for a great backdrop for a good picture. But, um, you know, when I really think about it and I think I was interviewed, um, I think Pat Forty asked me this like the other day, like what's the biggest difference this year from last year. And the only thing I could really say is like last year just kind of felt like, you know, you, you had, and again, at that time, did we know we were going to have nine NFL guys? No, but you know, those guys all played really well together. The team played extremely well together we got more notary or, you know, uh, attention from the outside and all eyes were watching the Bearcats play. And, you know, when you play well, you tend to get, you know, more, more looks from the outside and all that. But uh, it just kind of felt last year a little more like, all right, we're fine tuned. We're still going to grind, but we got a lot of high end dudes that have played a lot of ball. We got to make sure we do this, this, and that. And then, you know, in turn this year, we still have a lot of high end guys that have played a lot of ball. 
but you got a really big group of, you know, guys that have, you know, been not waiting in the wings, but, you know, had guys in front of them in the past year or two that, you know, played really well and just, they didn't provide as much value on the field at that time, but now are ready to step up. And, um, you know, again, credit to just coach Vic and how he lays out the plan. I mean, even, even the days where, you know, all the coaches are asking me like, Hey, you think we could maybe, you know, back off this day. And I'm like, yeah, good luck telling that to him. But even when I try, it's like, we got to go, we got to grind. We got to see what we can do. Um, it's a testament to our coaches, testament, no doubt to the players because they showed up every single day and they grinded, they, they competed. Um, you know, obviously the FE squared, the iron sharpens iron, which obviously has a deeper meaning, but we can't go into that. Um, it proved itself every single day. And, you know, that's, that's how we got to where we are. And that's, what's going to continue this program down the road for sure. And uh, it was, uh, it was a great camp. It really was. There were some other signs that I saw when I was there too. Um, Just be us was another one. Um, And then there was also do something the same way that you do everything, I think is, is what it said Um, on the, on the barracks or the, the bunks or however you want to call their living quarters for the, uh, the, the time that they're there. Is it the same thought process that went into those banners as well then? Um, you know, the, how you do everything is how you do anything that kind of started, um, probably about, you know, more than a year ago, just when you have a lot of high end guys and, um, you know, how you train is, is how you play, how you take care of your body is how you play, how you do well in academics. It's, it's how you play. Everything correlates, you know, and I've always said this, you know, life football go hand in hand. It's amazing. Right. I mean, anything that you get, you earn. And you got to work for it. It's not just handed to you. And, um, you know, it's amazing the power of momentum. When things are going really well in your life, everything else kind of tends to fall in line. So if I'm doing really well in academics and I'm making my body weight, I'm staying healthy, I'm eating, I'm hydrating, I'm doing everything right. Well, all of a sudden my on-the-field performance does well. It's just going to, you know, continue to translate and, you know, carry on into other parts of your life. And the uh, Just Be Us, that's a unique thing because, you know, <clears throat> People can say on the outside, you know, that we lost, you know, nine draft picks or this and that, and you got to do this and you got to replace this. Like who we are is good enough, you know, and that's the unique thing about higher ground and kind of still this week is, you know, we're still kind of fine tuning who we are. We know who we are as a core. We know what we, you know, what we ultimately put on film and promote and preach and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's unique. We don't have to be anything that anybody else says or predicts or, you know, writes about, we just got to be who we are and who we are is good enough. And that'll come to fruition here soon. So I want to kind of just dive in a little bit further on certain names that kind of, you know, coming out of each campfire ground, each, each fall camp in particular, there's some names that kind of rise up and uh, I'm going to kind of stick on the same path of the slogans that we've been mentioning. And, and I think one of the best that I've heard is, is one that isn't on any of your guys's posters that were, that were plastered up throughout camp higher ground. And that is from my silence comes violence. Now that is a phenomenal quote, by the way, second off Joe Hubert's been making a name for himself. I want you to just describe Joe Huber. To, to the listeners and, and all the fans so far that haven't really had too much of an inside look. Oh, man. I don't. I mean, one word would do suffice for him, but it's not enough. Um, you know, when I think back of just Joe Huber, he was a uh, 
a COVID year walk on. And uh, I always tell this story, you know, co- you know, the, their first day intro testing and all that stuff. And that COVID year was obviously crazy. They got here a lot later than they should have, but obviously given due to the circumstances. And so, you know, we're doing the height, the weight, all the measurements. And then we go out, you know, we're doing the on-field testing and uh, we'd already warmed him up. We already did a couple other tests and he's getting ready to do his pro shuttle. And, you know, he steps out there and I'm like, all right, here we go, Huber. And like, you know, I just being weird saying Huber. And he, he looks at me and he just goes, hello. And he puts his hand down and, you know, goes on to do his pro shuttle. And I was just like, dude, this guy is weird as shit. Like, <laughs> but uh, he looked great. His, his dad's in the chat, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Hey, hi, Jim. Uh, hi, Jim. There he is. Jim, I thank you. Your son is absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to train him tomorrow at 6 a.m. <laughs> and, uh, but again, you know, uh, you know, you don't want to label kids, but he was a walk-on. So he wasn't a scholarship, which is no big deal. A lot of kids earn scholarships, which Joe has done as well. But, you know, just coming in, you looked at his body and you're like, yes, this is the best looking walk-on body that I've ever seen, especially for an O-line, D-lineman. And, uh, you know, he came in, he did everything right. He worked his ass off. Um, obviously he's got his head on extremely well because, you know, he's a engineering major and, I mean, he's in an internship right now for five hours a day and he's still grinding, you know, practicing and doing all everything he can with football and he's excelling everything he's doing. He's excelling. And, uh, you know, so he, he was always busting his ass in the weight room, doing a great job, being accountable, being a great teammate, um, this winter, unbelievable job. And then we get to spring, you know, you got coach Cummings who, you know, ball of fire and sees this big behemoth of a man who's tough. He's nasty. Um, and he just, he's, he just wants to be coached, you know, and I think they hit it off and, uh, all he's done is just, you know, boom, taken off from then, you know, played, played guard in spring to kind of fill some holes. And then, you know, kudos to the coaching staff and him bumped out the tackle and he's done a great job. I mean, he talked to Jabari Taylor, he talked to Malik Van, Noah Potter, all those guys on the outside. They'll tell you like, dude, Joe Huber is a problem. And you're like, really? That's awesome to hear because, you know, he is. He's a little more quiet. He's reserved. The silent is violence. Um, but he's got everything you want in a great O-lineman, in a great Bearcat, in a great football player, and just human being. So really proud of him. Um, and, again, kudos to the Pops that's on here watching. Um, we're going to take great care of him. I love him. We love him. And uh, the future is very bright for him. Kind of staying on the, on the offensive line. Gavin Gerhardt has been nothing short of being an Iron Man from the sounds of everything. And he's a guy who's a little less known than everybody else along that offensive line right now. Um, what can you tell us about the way that Gavin Gerhardt spent his, his offseason from, you know, spring ball all the way up till, I mean, we covered a little bit of spring ball last time you were here, but um, yeah, just where he's at right now. Yeah. Um, you know, again, every, every offseason I kind of look for uh, – you know, my individual project, you know, like who's going to be that guy that's right on the cusp. Who's going to be a guy I can really impact. And again, that's, that's everybody, but you know, I can't train every single buddy. That's why I'm so fortunate to have my staff with me. But um, Gavin was a guy that just, you know, again, he came in with Jake Renfro and obviously Jake Renfro is one of those rare breeds. He comes in, he's obviously really athletic. <clears throat> he's strong. He can move, he can bend. 
Um, all of a sudden, he starts playing football really well. He takes over as a true freshman. That's very, very, very rare as an O-lineman, D-lineman. I mean, that's extremely rare. And uh, Gavin was a part of that class. Gavin and Jake were roommates. And Gavin was just one of those guys that was a little bit further behind, which is fine. That's what that's what my job is. That's what our job is as coaches is to develop them. So Gavin always had his head on right, um, always trained really well, did everything right in the classroom, all those things. But he's just, he's, you know, a pure example of everything we pride ourselves on, development and commitment and, you know, just getting tougher, just like a Dylan O'Quinn, you know, totally different than when he came in. And uh, so Gavin, I'm extremely proud of him. He is, he's, he's an iron man. He's an iron bear cat for sure, which he earned from us in the summer. Um, he just does everything that you tell him to do. I mean, hundred miles an hour. He does it with great effort, with great intensity. He pushes everybody around him. He doesn't care what you ask him to do. You want to play center, he'll play center. You want to play guard, he'll play guard. You want him to take first team reps to guard and then play second team center, he'll do it. And, uh, you know, just tough as shit, and I'm so proud of him. Well, let's let's keep it in the trenches. I'm going to flip the ball to the other side. Uh, I want you to first just touch on Juwan Briggs and how he is doing his part of manhandling at times a potential All-American at center. And then, of course, the other names that you've mentioned, and a Dylan O'Quinn and, and a Jake Frenfro. And, of course, he's getting it back from them at times as well. But also, I want you to touch on the people behind him, Dom, and then especially the godfather. He's making a move that a lot of people probably didn't think at this point. But, man, that is a that was a big hog molly that came in two, you know, two years ago. And now he's crafting himself to someone who's going to – Going to see some serious PT, it sounded like. Hugging all the names in one question. My goodness. <laughs> just the nose tackles. I think with Briggs, it's just, you know, again, last year we were really set inside. We were fortunate, right? We had, I mean, Curtis Brooks, who's doing extremely well right now for the for the Colts. Um, you had Marcus Brown. And, you know, on the outside, you had Malik, you had Jabari, you had um, obviously Maj, had just a plethora of guys up there rotating and providing all that stuff. So when Briggs got to us last year, you know, we needed him to play, but we needed him to spout, you know, some guys maybe on the outside more so in the inside. So now he's naturally in the position that he should be in and he's the healthiest he's ever been. I, I know I keep saying that, but he is like just his hips, his flexibility, his mobility. He's stronger than shit. I mean, let's face it. He is, but you know, just, just having him in position now, um, he, he, he's making plays that are just like, holy cow, I've never seen a nose do that. So really, really happy, really proud of him. Going to keep that rolling. And then, uh, you know, the godfather there, Dante, just, you know, credit to him, man. I mean, I think uh, Will Huber said, he, you know, he's a locker room favorite, which he is. He's a staff favorite because the kid always has a smile on his face. He's extremely humble. Um, he works his ass off again, a kid that post COVID was 365 pounds and now he's 315, you know, and you tell him to do this, he does it. You tell him to do that. He'll do more. And, uh, just really proud of him. Again, he's just scratching the, the surface of his, his potential. And, uh, it's going to be a really exciting year watching those two guys inside plow some dudes up. I, I told a little bit of the story the other night, but you're better to tell it. Last year, when you guys did the steps, the Godfather didn't have a good day. No. <laughs> this year, when you guys did the steps, he was impressive. And he had 
it, it, to your to your team favorite, like everybody loves him. Everybody had his back and was was cheering him on, and he kicked the the stairs ass this year. And it was it was pretty cool to see the difference year over year for a guy like that. Yeah, no, it really was. And again, that's just you know a testament to him for all the uh, um, you know hard work that he put in throughout the whole entire year behind the scenes. You know, I mean. He was a guy, obviously, he didn't travel, um, but he was providing extreme value on the scout team, giving great looks. He was working out three days a week for sure, but then I would bring in, you know, some young guys on the O-line and D-line in extra, and they do a little extra, you know, footwork and other stuff like that. But uh, he's just, like I said, man, he anything that you tell him to do, he'll do because he wants to be great. He loves his team, and he's got an extremely bright future. <laughs> Here's the, I thought you guys didn't like it when people smile. They've learned from smiling. Wiggins <laughs> taught them smiling can be a good thing as long That's as the right. work is there behind it. That's right. No, trust me. I mean, again, I think I, I, I've said it the most because, I mean, you ever see me in the weight room, no doubt I'm smiling. I mean, very fortunate to do what I do, where I do it, and who I do it with. But if you don't love what you're doing, I mean, you shouldn't be doing it, right? And right. You know, Football, it's tough. It's hard, but Sometimes you do got to smile because it's amazing to think about what all these kids do and um, what they overcome. And same can be said for anything. You guys have been showing off a little bit with how uh, deep you are at running back, especially with the addition of Corey Kiner as Miles Montgomery and Charles McClellan saw a ton of snaps early on while Ryan Montgomery and, and uh, uh, Kiner, Corey Kiner were coming back from injury. Um, what, what's, what's the running back room been like to work with through camp higher ground? I mean, it's like, it has been probably for the past five years here. It's loaded with one, just great dudes, um, extremely humble guys. You know, there's no selfishness in that room at all. They're tough. Uh, oh, come they're on. Mike Warren wasn't humble. <laughs> he had a little bit, of, he had a little bit of humble in him. Um, you know, they, uh, they play special teams. Um, again, more importantly, what they do without the ball, even more important. They block extremely well. Um, they catch the ball out the backfield really well. It is, man. I mean, it is, you know, who's going to be the guy? I don't know. It'll continue to work itself out, but we're very fortunate. We got a lot of great dudes, and uh, it is. It's it's a great addition to have Corey Kiner here. Um, glad that he's, you know, healthy and you know, got to take care of him all winter and all that stuff. And um, I think, again, he's another guy that's just scratching the, the surface of everything that he can really show and do. And Miles um, Montgomery had a great camp, stepped up. Um, Rhino looks great, rehabbed great. And he's still got the old man back there, Chuck, just kicking ass. So we're very fortunate. I'm kind of sticking on the offensive side and, and not having just one guy. It seems like the wide receiver room has about – 10 guys that could go out and get the job done if, if, if you need them to. But one that kind of caught my eye a lot, you know, the couple times I was there and then the numerous times that I've, you know, sights and sounds, if you will, was, was Nick Martiner. And, you know, of course you, you got your hands on him. You were able to, to really help push him towards gaining the extra weight needed, the extra muscle and, and, and endurance to, to make it at this level. And he was out there making big plays throughout the entire camp as well. Uh, kind, kind of just touch on, on Mardner, and then of course, just whoever you else else you want to in the wide receiver. Quincy. <laughs> yeah, no, Nick. I mean, I think Nick is still just he's getting better every single day. 
You know, again, no disrespect, but whatever he did at his previous stop isn't what we do here, whether it's in the weight room, in the classroom, or on the field. And, uh, you know, he's just got to continue to keep, you know, putting it all together and um, being consistent day in and day out. And I think, you know, he's he's done a great job. You know, again, he'll, he'll flash and um, he'll make a mistake here or there, which we all do, which is fine. You're going to learn from it. You're going to grow. And uh, I think he's going to have a, a big year for us and he's going to provide tremendous value. You know, you just look at the wideout room. You're, you are. You're very blessed. I mean, you got studs and Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott. Um, you know, you got Jaden, who's had a great offseason and is really starting to trend. You know, Chris Scott's done really well. Will Pauling's right there. Drew Donnelly. Um, and then you throw in, yeah, young Quincy Burroughs, who doesn't look like a freshman. Um, you know, just, again, kudos to the staff. Keep bringing those type of guys in. I know next year is going to be a round of great dudes coming in. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's amazing to see what Coach Brown and, and the offensive staff has done with those guys. Flipping the, uh, the ball again to DBs as there's another freshman worth mentioning over there and JQ Hardaway, who's been making plays all camp, it seems like. But there's been plenty of guys over in the secondary making plays. Arquan comes in, obviously, as you know, kind of the, the leader by de facto. Um, also, Javon Hicks. Um, but some other guys definitely making some names for themselves throughout camp. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to give me some examples there, but I guess I'll, I will throw them out there. <laughs> I can give examples. I mean, obviously, you know, one guy that, you know, really showed up and again, you know, as a true freshman really showed a lot of, uh, you know, shit to him as far as football and just instincts and all that stuff. I mean, Byron threats, unbelievable camp, um, <clears throat> you know, just his, his attitude, his mentality, his love and passion for the game. It shows, it shows in the way he plays and the way he practices and the way he trains and uh, really excited to see what kind of year he has. Um, another guy that had, too. and, you know, just really, kind of honed in on accountability and just doing, you know, again, how you do everything's how you do everything. Um, Amarion Smith, you know, again, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to continue to carry the torch as you know, big time safeties that have played here and gone on to the next level. Um, so we got to stay on him, keep him right. And he's doing a great job, but you know, Jacob Dingle had a great camp. Um, obviously JQ unbelievable for, you know, a true freshman coming in, doing as well as he did. I mean, kudos to him, right? I mean, I think coming in early really paid dividends for him. But, uh, you know, it is. It's just – it's great to, to to watch those those guys every day. I mean, no doubt that's an area that the outside world's going to focus on because, oh, you lost, you know, Ahmad and Sauce well, and Brian Cook. That's fine. Like I said, there's guys that have paid their dues, that have, you know, been grinding and been waiting for their shot. Now it's their time. So it is. It's exciting. And – couldn't have better coaches than Coach Combs and Coach Hitch, you know, getting them going back there. I thought Ethan Wright, as he got acclimated to safety, I thought it, you, you saw him start to flash as well as like, man, that, that safety room has gone from really good at the top, but not knowing what was underneath, to now five, six bodies that you're like, man, this guy – if, if, if Ethan Wright had to give you good snaps and safety this year, I think he could do it. Armorion, Dingle, Retz, you know, like th that list is building at that position. No doubt. Well, I mean, we just moved Ethan to quarterback, though, you know, so. Oh, really? Wow. Breaking news. Can we tweet that out real quick? 
<laughs> no, I mean, it, it is. I, I don't, I don't mean disrespect, but it's not like I forgot about Ethan, but it's just. No, he's, he's building Lord, up. Yeah. You put that guy anywhere. He's just, he's going to show up because, you know, again, his passion, his love for the game, his, his work ethic, his motor, it is full throttle nonstop. And uh, he, he is, he's a guy that just got so much better every single day. Uh, playing safety and his instincts taking over and all that stuff. He is, he's a guy that no doubt, like you said, can provide value if need be with those other guys. And um, it is, it's exciting, man. So one of my favorite position positions to watch up the entire offseason has been linebacker. I, you know, it just seems as if you also see coach Tressel walking around with a little bit of more confidence, a little, little swagger knowing, Hey, we're, we're pretty stacked there still. Uh, it, what have you seen? Out of those guys in the weight room and, and of course, through Camp Higher Ground, it kind of kind of lets you know, hey, I, you know, Will Huber, you got Ivan Pace, and, of course, you know, Jaheim Thomas making that step. I, it just seems as if that group is ready to just break out and, and really turn some monster heads. They're, they're unbelievable freaks. I mean, uh, great dudes, all kind of loose in the head, which rightfully so. <laughs> um but, I mean, again, I could think of, uh, you know, one of the workouts we had at higher ground in the thick of it, right? So, you know, practicing every single day in pads, getting after it. And, uh, you know, one of the lifts. And, obviously, Ivan is extremely strong and twitchy. But, uh, you know, he's squatting and he puts on, like, five plates and he hits it like nothing. And the other linebackers are like, geez. And then all of a sudden, Will Huber's doing the same. And then Ty Van Fossen does the same. It's like, that's nothing out of the ordinary but when you're in training camp, it kind of is. But, like, you know, they were just feeding off each other, grinding, hitting it, like having fun. And it was just like, you know, you're not going to hold back from that. And, again, it was all safe. It was all smart. They didn't get crushed or anything. But, my gosh, they can all play football really, really well. Um, it's fun to watch them. You know, again, I wish we could run a uh, a, a three seven. I don't know, however many <laughs> we have. But, uh, you know, it's going to provide – just Briggs and then linebackers and DBs. Yeah. You know, that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. Um, but it is. It's, I mean, Ivan Pace has come in and has just done an unbelievable job, you know, changing his body, buying into everything this place is about, which deep down, that's that's who he is. Uh, great kid. Um, you know, Deshaun's, you know, kicking ass, doing what he does. Ty Van Fossen doing what he does. Huber owning the middle. But then, you know, young Jack Dingle doing a great job, you know, coming up behind Huber, learning, um, you know. Hey, I, I, my, my surprise of camp, that linebacker, can you guess? Uh, I think I read it. John Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. No, great kid, man. I mean. A kid that just seems to like, when you put him on the field, yes, yeah. it's been with the threes. But when you put him on the field, he is around the ball every snap. Yeah. No, he's great. He's, you know, one of those guys from day one in the weight room was, you know, alert, attentive, um, very coachable, high IQ, high football IQ. And, uh, you know, again, it's great to see whether it's on the threes, the two, it don't matter. Like if football's right. football. So, um, but he did, he did a really good job. Another guy, another young guy, sincere Lewis. I mean, yeah, you know, he's, he's going to have a bright future. So, you know, we'll keep that pipeline going of uh great linebackers coming in but you know again we are blessed with those guys that we have that are going to be playing on saturdays i had somebody come up to me today brady and they were like uh you know i'm not a 
I'm not a football savant, but I've been out here enough, and every time I look at this defense, Ivan Pace does something. And one second later, he had that where he came off the edge and jumped up, blocked the pass, and, like, almost got over and and picked it off. And we looked at each other like, there it is. (laughs) He – it – it doesn't look like he's as twitchy and athletic as he is because he's short and stout. But, I mean, he got up to block that pass today and almost made a play on it. Like, watching him is kind of been a, re- a revelation because we knew coming in from Miami he would have an impact. But I guess each, with each passing day you talked about earlier, you're like, okay, add that to the things in his bag. Add yeah. that to the things in his bag. Yeah, no, it was funny. I think it was like the other day I was like, man, I remember when we played you last year. You were just fat and you just hit hard. You know? <laughs> He's like, come on, Coach, don't say that. And I'm like, no, I mean, but I think it, it is. It's just, you know, he's finally in a program and he's playing in a defense that is everything that he's about. It's fast. It's violent. It's aggressive. It's playing loose, you know, knowing what you're doing and just going out there and having fun. And that's, you know, again, I, I can't thank the Pace family enough for having both of them. And I know they got a 10-year-old little guy. I hope we've offered him already because I would love to keep that pipe. <laughs> uh, but he is, man. He just, he, you know, again, when I stand out there at practice and during camp, you know, I'm behind the ball, behind thick. So I'm watching things as well. And, like, you just see him do some stuff and you're like, holy shit, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Like, and it's, it's unique because he is, he's quick. He's quick as shit and he is fast. You know, I mean, whatever you want to say, his 40, yeah, he ran a four or five, like six or whatever. And that's, that's fast. But like there's game speed and there's, you know, testing speed. This kid's out there and he's just, he's having fun. I mean, he does it with a, with a huge smile on his face. Like I said, he, he's kind of different, you know, he'll mess with you and all that stuff, but he works, man. And, uh, it is. I can't wait to see, you know, those things that he does out there along with him and all the other boys out there. The tight end room was kind of quiet through camp. It seems that, there, I mean, we kind of have known commodities in Josh Wiley and Lenny Taylor. Shimon was made plenty of noise in the spring. But, again, it, things got a little quiet with, with him even in at Camp Highground. Is, I mean – What's what's really going on in the tight end room as when you got your hands working with the guys? I mean, tight ends are looking great. You know, I mean, you can't help it sometimes that you know they can't catch every single ball. And you know, I, I wish Josh Wiley could catch thirty balls a game, but it's kind of hard when you got a great you know quarterbacks and running backs and a plethora of wideouts. And you know, sometimes the the play doesn't go the way it should or whatever, but. Um, that's why they make reads and all that stuff. But I think the tight ends have done a great job. I think one of the biggest areas that I can tell a big difference in is their blocking. Um, and I think that's really going to benefit, you know, a guy like Lenny T who's the bigger, um, more inline guy, but can still split out and run great routes and has great hands and all that stuff. But, you know, I just, I really see that in him, uh, Josh Wiley being healthy and, you know, really doing a great job of holding his weight, being 250 plus, you know, again, his speed's still there. Everything else is all still there. So, you know, it just, it gives you a lot of confidence in, uh, in those two guys. And then the young emergence of a Shaman who just needs to keep going every single day and getting better and getting better. 
um, it is. It's really, it's really cool to see. I'm, I'm not worried one bit about the tight end room. I didn't we, figure you were. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've kind of glazed over the, you know, the entire two deep depth chart, if you will, uh, and, and mentioned a couple other names here and there. Who are some that you kind of saw, maybe in the weight room, and you hadn't seen them on the field yet in, in, in a practice setting or a scrimmage setting? That all of a sudden, when you saw them out there, whether it be incoming transfer, or whether it be a, a redshirt freshman that took a big jump, or whether it be a true freshman, who who did you kind of kind of caught your eye a little bit more as you were able to see the, their work in the weight room translate to the field? Um, I think uh, you know, I mean, the obvious. I kind of already mentioned with like a Quincy and the Sinceres and John Thompson. Um, you know, Cecil Doggett, he, he flashes to me sometimes, you know, very twitchy, explosive, powerful, <clears throat> tough, you know, kind of maybe does some things sometimes that you shouldn't do, like picking up a guy and throwing him to the ground after the whistle. But, oh. you know, he's young. He'll learn. Um, you know, he kind of stands out. I think uh, Gillison, Gillison, too, has been a little popped a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um you know, I think, again, just another young guy. I think Ethan Green is going to be a phenomenal player here down the road. You know, I mean, 6'6 six, six and 290 pounds right now and um, just kind of tough and weird and different. You know, former wrestler, which is huge for us. Uh, but he's got some shit to him. He looks really good. Uh, you know, it's really good to see, like, Brady Lichtenberg out there having fun, spinning it, uh, using his legs and just – you know, being who he has such a unique, great personality. And I always saw that in the weight room. He was, you know, just kind of a different bird in there. Just, you know, loves 80s rock and, you know, grinder and slap. Oh, that's your guy, then. Um, <laughs> he loves 80s rock. That's your guy. Oh, he lo- oh, no doubt. I mean, every every day when the quarterbacks lifted in camp, it was 80s rock. No doubt. No doubt. Well, um, and, and also when we first introduced Brady Lichtenberg to the pod with you on it, you, you refused to call him Brady. And uh, I, I tell I you what, over over the past you know few pods we've had you on, you you said Brady Lichtenberg right off well, the bat, right? I mean, there's me, there's Brady Lichtenberg, and there's going to be another Brady next year. So it's like, hey, might as well just get used to it. You know, yeah. I used to be one, but you know, it's such a popular name. You know, it's such a popular name. It's a great name. Great name. Um, you know, anybody else that really sticks out? You know, I mean, uh, I think. Uh, and it's so hard because, you know, again, just the reps yeah. and, uh, you know, just the talent that we have, all that. But, you know, young guys like an Oliver Bridges, I thought he did really good progressing. Um, you know, all those freshmen, they're going to hit a wall at some point during camp. Yeah. You know, they all, they all come in. They're the best player from their high school team. Then they get here. They're on the third team. They're not getting as many reps. But, you know, you saw growth in him. And he's a big physical guy that you know, I think it's going to have a bright future here. He looks like a linebacker playing cornerback already. Oh, he looks great. He looks great. <laughs> Brady, you got a paid question here in the chat. Um, what are your go-to workouts to increase vert? Squat. Boom. That, that's Ca- Calf raises, right? Little, little calf raises? Calf raises, sure. But, I mean, squat's the end-all, be-all. You want to you jump? You got to squat. Um, yeah, I mean, any, any lower body explosive movement for sure, besides, you know, squat, uh, deadlifts, you know, whether it's trap bar, straight bar. Um, but, uh, it is, you know, you want to jump high, you got to be able to, 
to bend some weight and take it down and crush it up. So what now, Brady? Oh, here's What's another. Oh, oh. Research has shown to increase your vertical jump before testing, to increase a personal best on a bench or a squat or any type of exercise you want to do. If you train the neck beforehand, results will increase. So train, train the neck. You train the you neck. you pull out the neck thing all the time. I I love it. I can't help it. I was groomed as a young GA. That's just that's why we train the neck every single day. Well, uh, so so what's next, Brady? What uh, obviously next week will be game week. So what are the the goals for you as far as the strength and and conditioning and performance side of things? And the week prior to game week, yeah, I think it's all about just you know getting those guys back into the routine, you know, um, <clears throat> getting the freshmen groomed for you know their in-season workouts and um, you know the non-travel guys, which you know we'll still kind of hash out just so we can get them on a good plan. Um, taking care of the older guys this week, you know, with some with some lifts, uh, some massages, all that stuff because we're still practicing, still planning. And then, uh, you know, kind of get ready for next week and, you know, have everything line up so that you're prepping to start off like you would in a normal week. And uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to obviously being back in the in the main room, you know, cleaning everything up, moving the equipment around, which I always do. And, uh, you know, make it feel new and fresh and change the psyche. And, uh, you know, just just getting in that in-season in mode to me. I mean, I love the off seasons. I love the winter. I love the summer. I love in season. I don't know what it is, but I, I just do. Um, because I think, you know, there's all those things that you've worked for for so long and every single day, you know, you're working towards game day. So I can't wait. This is the best time of the year. And, uh, but it's not here yet. We've got to keep working. Speaking of new and fresh, I understand that you have added a wrestling ring to your, uh, to your to your repertoire of toys to choose from and one uh mr bearcat ryan royer who's going to be joining us on monday nights during the season uh was the first to apparently step into the ring what was the mindset uh, what can you even tell us about what all went down because that video was pretty amazing yeah break it all down everything i mean that's just a snippet you know what i mean um so every year, you know, at higher ground, you got to have, you got to have some fun, you know, you got to have some, some skits, uh, some, some time where the guys can kick back and get their mind off things and just kind of relax and have fun and either make fun of each other or my staff makes fun of them, or we just, we just all have fun. And, uh, this year was brought to my attention by my unbelievable creative staff that it would be a good idea to have the, uh, West Harrison higher ground wrestling federation. And I was like, okay, talk to me here. Talk to me. So they're talking to me too. One of my assistants like, yeah. And then we have like a wrestling ring and we have performances from our interns. And I'm like, yes, I love it. Now, how are we going to build a wrestling ring? And, you know, at first there were some, some kind of off the wall ideas. And I was like, no, this isn't good. We got, we got to, we got to do this legit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my assistant found a company based out of Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Shout out to them. And uh, they had all variety of sizes. Obviously, the bigger, the more expensive. So we didn't we didn't want to go too big, but uh, we got one. Some interns went down, picked it up, we set it up, and uh, you know we had a main event 
where uh, the guys came into uh, the life center there at higher ground, it looked like a professional performance. I mean, it looked like the WWF or E came in and set this up. I mean, it was unbelievable. We had stage lighting, we had VIP seating. Um, it was great, but no doubt if we were going to do it, we had to do it big. And we knew there was only one voice that could really set it off. And that was the voice of Ryan Royer. So obviously we reached out to him. He was more than obliged to come and come back to higher ground and be around the boys and enjoy some good food. And, uh, you know, what was really cool about that is, you know, we set it up, obviously we started in the barn and I was like, all right, you know, here we go. Seniors head this way, juniors, boom, boom, boom. We all get in there. I introduce my, uh, my staff as the higher ground wrestling federation. They come in, um, to a, to a great song, to a great song. The song was from the, the marvelous movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg mm -hmm. and the sound or the song was uh, shout by steel dragon. Okay. Great song and shout. And uh, so they came on stage, you know, everybody's like, Oh, where's this going to go? And all of a sudden, you know, Felino's like, all right, we have a very special guest, none other than Ryan. Roy and the place went nuts. I mean, you guys saw the video. And uh, I mean, I think there were some guys that were almost in tears because like they were just like, <laughs> you know, so happy to see him and just so excited. And it was funny because afterwards <clears throat> I was joking. I was like, you know, what's sad. There's some freshmen sitting here. They have no idea who Ryan, <laughs> is, you know, or they, they might have heard stories and now they see him for the first time. They're like, this is the guy like what? <laughs> it was awesome. It was an unbelievable night. It was legendary. And uh, I'm pretty sure half of that footage will never be seen by anybody. <laughs> so, so they had no clue. The team had no clue that Ryan was going to be there. Or was he, you know, with the team prior to the whole performance? Kind of. There was only one man that knew, and that was Coach Vic. And wow. uh, usually, I like to keep all those things close to the vest. But you know, I just kept telling him, "I'm like, dude, you, you, you just you, this is going to be one of the biggest and great I've ever done." And he's like, "Why? What do we got?" And I'm like. Royer's coming. And he goes, oh, man, no way. And, you know, <laughs> I knew. He, you told me, but I kept the secret. That's right. You know, and uh, it was you funny. Too. Trust me. You know, it was like that day, you know, some of the coaches kind of knew that we were doing something at night. And I think it was Mike Brown. Mike Brown come up to me in the weight room out of higher ground. He's like, you know what would have been really cool, man, if you got Ryan Royer. And I was like, yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? I was like, it would be cool if you knew me better. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. That is awesome. Shouts to Ryan Royer. Cannot yeah. wait. Legend. Cannot wait. Legend. That'll, that'll be an exciting Monday nights are Monday. going to, like, if you're here right now, Monday nights are going to be appointment television this talking show. to Royer breaking down football games. I, I, I'm, we, we can't, we don't do Brady in season. No. Because Brady, Brady's busy. You've got stuff to do. Fick would probably kill us if we had you here asking you. Maybe detailed questions about what's yep. going on behind the wall. Yes. Yeah. But Royer's not behind the wall anymore. He's no. not. So he's now he's in the there's ring. No better, what I'm saying is he's in the there's ring. no, there's no better replacement for Brady than the show. I just wish we could let the bodies hit the floor every time as his intro music coming <laughs> onto the show. Can we not? You no. Can, is no, there any way to avoid right. Copyright. I don't think we can. Maybe throw on a, a cover that sounds very similar. One that's uh, worth it. We do have a new kickoff song. Oh, wow. That, that is absolutely oh. breaking news. Oh, 
That is breaking news. Very breaking. But you Did cannot I, reveal? or Do we reveal it now? That's up to you. That's totally your call. Well, it's Narco. You're doing the horns? And we're going to start it at a certain point so that it times up with the break. Oh, baby. When the beat drops. So it's I played it for the past uh, week or so for the boys, and they are all in. Dave's going to be so happy. Is there a future for Pump It Up or is Pump It Up retired? Is there another? I think Pump It Up is always a part of us. You know, I think, uh, you know, uh, I think so many other places are going to use that now. And it's just going to be like, oh, this is so cool. And it's like, yeah, well, we did that. We started that. So, you know, a la Michigan and some other places. But uh, the Lions, the Lions, Detroit Lions were playing it as their kickoff song. Well, they need all the help they can get. God bless them. <laughs> that's, that's right. Biting kneecaps and playing pump it up. Yeah. That's, but, that's uh, how they're going to get there. I think, uh, I think this would be something new. You know, I think it'll be cool. I think, uh, you know, again, pump it up was great. You know, and again, the purge is who we are on third down. That'll stay. That's yeah. great. Um, what do we run out to? I have no idea. I wish it was just ACDC or, you know, Judas Priest. I don't care what it is. <laughs> We're coming to we're coming to take some skulls, but uh, I think this one's going to really take off. I think it's going to be really cool. I mean, it doesn't have many lyrics, but you know what? I think it's going to be pretty fire. Are we replacing Shout? I would love to. Uh, <laughs> that's not my call. You know I mean, but uh, you know, maybe. I feel, like, I feel you pull some weight around there. Got juice I, in those walls. I could. I mean, I, here's what I think. I think Shout does. I think it's cool. But like, it's cool we, for a lot of other people too. We actually. could do some other things that would be pretty cool, you know. Right. Well, uh, some, sometimes you need to be pumped up before the fourth quarter. Sometimes oh. you do, you know. I mean, oh man, could you imagine? Wow, you know, around that's pretty cool, you know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we throw in "Ain't Nothing But a Gangster Party." I don't know, you know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> what? Please. <laughs> That would throw everyone for a loop. I paint a perfect picture. Ooh. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that'd be wild if, if, you know, new kickoff song all of a sudden pump it up call, comes on leading into the fourth quarter. Oh, man. Hey, that could be good too. You know what? Mm-hmm. But we still got to have Ron Burgundy, but we just mub the words over. You know, everybody, I have a, an announcement to make. You just say it's time to pump it up. And then Ooh. in the background, you hear, don't you know, pump it up. <laughs> pump it up. <laughs> You fade it up. You fade it up. Or maybe Ron Burgundy's talking. Yes, maybe it's we're workshopping here. DJ Train can take care of that. On the scoreboard, it's Ryan Royer, and he's just doing this, and it's time to. (laughs) There we go. Inject that into my. And all the new freshmen are like, who is that guy? Why does this guy keep showing up? I'm gonna. That's that's the guy that was here on the wrestling night. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get kicked out of the, the press box week one, man. I don't care. Aaron's Bring in the it. press box. Doing this. <laughs> it. Well, speaking of really cool though, I mean, finally the the unveiling of the locker room, and I mean it all looks really really cool, man. And and, and speaking of the whole lead out into the to the field and everything it looks like you know they've got a new that new tunnel with the lights going on and of course all the lockers look very pristine very beautiful what's what is your favorite part of the locker room now that we can actually open up and say the nitty-gritty of it 
Oh man. I mean, I, I'd be lying. I, I miss the old locker room. You know, it was, it was old. It was dirty. You could mess it up. You could, you know, pour waters on the ceilings and throw. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's uh, it's awesome. It really is. Again, you know, so fortunate to have that finally be done. You know, I know the COVID year really messed all that up, but as it did a lot of things, um, it's just great to have something like that for the guys. You know, I mean, they worked their asses off every single day and now they, they have a, an area, you know, that's just unbelievable, you know, to, to the, all the bells and whistles, um, you know, fancy, but clean and cool and, you know, great space to put all their stuff and, um, you know, individual chargers and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it is, it's sharp in a, you know, big, beautiful fueling station, which is great. And it heads right down as they go into the weight room. It's awesome. I mean, it really is. And, uh, you know, the hype tunnel, all that stuff's really cool. Um, you know, flash. I mean, it used to be, I don't know if anybody ever knew this, but the way we used to come out into the hallway, you know, we used to make a hype tunnel. We would put the LED lights in the hallway. We'd put, you know, music and just strobe lights and all that stuff. And the guys loved it. Well, that was just such a short little piece. Now that's built into what we have. So, you know, and then, and then what's really cool too is now it's extended. So the guys go through the hype tunnel, they go out the doors to take the steps. Now there's another tunnel and that tunnel is going to be just as crazy. It's going to have lights and cameras. So the, so the stadium can see when the guys are coming down the steps. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be cool, man. I'm really excited, really proud of uh, everybody involved. And, uh, you know, the Tobes, Tobes man getting it done inside. He did a great job. He's the best. He really is the best. I love that kid. Oh, like a grown ass man now, but like, I love Tobes. Yeah. Uh, Dez is uh Dez is seven for seven uh, in his first series and just let him straight down the field. How awesome has this been? Like, it feels like every game there's a Bearcat. Oh, preseason. It is. I mean, it really is cool. I mean, my heart breaks right now because I feel for Darian. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but you know what? He's going to rehab like a mofo. I know, I know him. I know his body. I know his work ethic. It just sucks. Cause he was, I mean, he was pushing for that number one spot. Yeah. Uh, he was about to be their starter inside. He was. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's proven himself up there to that program, that organization. So I know he's going to do everything right and rehab and he'll be, he'll be back and kicking ass in no time. But man, it is, it is so fucking cool to just kind of sit back and see all these tweets and, I mean, the NFL puts out a graphic of the game tonight, and there's Dez and Sauce. Dez v. Sauce, yeah. Or Pat and Max, you know. Yeah. I mean, Pat and Max was the highlight of my day, I think. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, man. It's just – it's so cool. I mean, you know, I see things on Instagram all the time. You know, B. Cook and Defoe having a conversation on the field after the game, swapping jerseys, and it's like – you know, that's what it's all about. You know, those guys played here together. They're going to carry bonds and memories that they shared, you know, for the rest of their lives. And they're doing things at, at the highest level right now, making money and providing for their families. But, you know, they, they were born and bred here in Cincinnati. And uh, it's just, it is, man. It's so cool. I mean, you go out far west. I mean, look at Joel DeBlanco, you know, gets cut by the Saints, gets picked up by his hometown team, and he's just dominating. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant taking pictures and, being with the same agency as LeBron James, it's like, you know, just, just those things that, you know, you dream of as a kid or like think of or see on Instagram. You're like, man, that's cool. Now those kids are living it. And, uh, 
so proud of them. I mean, I can't wait for the season. You know, one of the, one of my favorite things is on Sundays uh, after the game when the guys are working out, you know, we always put the NFL uh, network on TV and, uh, you know, we put it on the red zone uh, station. So, it, you know, it's always kind of going back and forth from games. So guys are always watching, seeing it. I mean, it's going to be really fun this year when, <clears throat> you know, every two minutes you look up, you're going to see a Bearcat. So. Absolutely. Well, Aaron, are you getting the, the questions ready for? Yeah, I'm working on that right now. Okay. I, Brady, I. What, what are all the helmets behind you? Tonk wants to know. Oh, man. I mean, these are, again, my basement used to be my man cave. Now, as you can see, it's a kid's playroom. Well, that's a man cave. Just stuff everywhere. But you see, I used to have like a man cave. cave. I used to have a man cave kind of section over here. So, you know, there's my Kentucky basketball days back in the day. I got all my helmets, right? That's my Otterbein. That's where I played. I got the Bearcats here. We got Mississippi State, some footballs. You got Ohio State. Over here, you got more Ohio State, more Mississippi State, uh, some more Kentucky ones, but we don't worry about those. And other Ohio State ones. You know, just some random stuff back here, but – I'm down in the basement. It used to be a man cave. Now it's the full-on play area for the kids. So, hey, that's life for you, Brady. Other than uh, other than the the Royer night, which is obviously up there as the your favorite part of Campire Ground this season, what would you say was would be a close second? Whether it be a, a dish or whether it be a, a play on the field or whether it be something that happened off the field, what what kind of will stick out to you? years to come that you you might flash back to this this summer this camp higher ground and say yeah well you remember that one time when this happened um i think it's the the final night there i think that's always a night that i think is really really cool and uh again what makes higher ground so unique is that we're the only team in college football to do this you know Mm -hmm. to go away to get off campus to stay um you know in a legit camp in barracks, in nice rooms, with roommates, with a bunch of roommates, where all you have is football, each other, you know, good food, good company, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, that last night when the seniors get up and they kind of, you know, they speak from their heart. And uh, that's what's so cool to me, you know, because you've seen these guys come in, you know, as, as young boys and they've grown to men and just all the things they've been through and, you know, the, the advice that they give to the young guys and, um, the why, you know, they give the why of, you know, why they, why they play football, why they do what they do. It's just, it's powerful. And you see their true emotion come out, you know, some of them are short and sweet and kind of hit what they need to. And some of them really let it out. And, you know, that's, that's powerful. It's powerful as for the coaches to hear and no doubt it's powerful for the, for the kids in the locker room to hear. So as much fun as it would be to run over unders with Brady, I don't want to get him in any type of trouble. And I don't know if him talking no. any gambling with over unders would, would go over. I don't. It I would mean, not. I have no. Idea. I'm so bad. I I'm out of the gambling world. No idea. As you should be. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, that said, um, the questions that I think uh, were geared either directly towards Brady or um, questions that inadvertently were directed towards you, Brady. Um, First and foremost, it sounds like there are freshmen and sophomores at pretty much every position who have shown to varying degrees the potential to be serious dudes in the next few years. Do you see an unusually large wave of young talent on the roster, or can we chalk some of this up to camp hype? Uh, No, I think it's just, again, a credit to our coaching staff and the recruiting department. I mean, 
<clears throat> we continue to recruit the right ones, not just physically, but uh, internally, you know, how they're, how they're wired, how they're raised, um, you know, and again, it'll be, it'll be up to us and, and them ultimately to see how they develop and continue to grow. I mean, the coolest thing about what I told all the freshmen, even today, you know, before their lift is some of you guys might, you know, start off as non-travel or, you know, a backup or something all of a sudden, I mean, who knows, you know, and that's all dependent on you. That's how well you continue to enhance everything that you're doing, how well you practice, how well you train all those things. Um, I am. I'm excited about all those guys, and I think it's just going to continue to get better and better every single year. Here's the thing. We don't camp hype. We watch what we see, and then we talk about it. Like yeah. there, there, there's, there's no hidden agenda there. It's not like, you know, hey, we got we to gotta get this guy some love, or we got we to gotta get this guy into the conversation. No. If you go on the field, and Brady will attest to this, he reads my reports every day. Am I ever just hyping up a guy for no reason? Or is it because that dude was fantastic that day? Yeah, 100%. 100%. What do you think of me borrowing the the dude of the – Oh, I like Making it the dude of the day this week. This, I like it. I liked it. Dude of the day. That was good. Was, that, was I pretty right on most of my dude of the days? Or at least in the ballpark? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean – you know, uh, we'll we'll leave the headman up to that one, but you know. Yeah, I, well, he'll he'll say no just to say no because it's me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he got me for yawning, Brady. There was some good stuff. There was. I loved it. I love reading them. He got me for yawning. Well, that would be ten push-ups inside the building. So okay. After practice, Justin and I are just having a conversation outside the dining hall, and he's walking by, and he's like, "Hey." I saw you yawn today. We don't do that here. I'm like, I'm mentally weak. I was tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Might have been the higher ground food. It made you go sleepy. No, I think it was just I had a really bad night's sleep, like tossed and turned the night before and didn't didn't get a great night's sleep. But I don't remember being like overly tired. I guess I just, you know what yawning is, right? Your brain needs oxygen. And I've... <laughs> For the week, for the week, that is. Yeah, it was like it was like day twelve. Like you know, do that, man. Next year on day twelve, you should just stay out at higher ground and get the full. I mean, if if Zach would let me do it, I would do it. I just don't know if he. I I worry him. If we're being honest, he is not comfortable with 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 Chad. You know how SIDs. Do you think? If, if an SID walked into one of your previous jobs and they were like, the strength coach is basically a part of this outside <laughs> podcast, they would shut yeah. that thing down immediately. Yeah, they probably would. But uh, I, I think uh, I think the Stipe, man, he's he's one of the best I've ever been around. I mean, he yeah. is. He's he's awesome. And again, what what am I what am I giving here? Am I giving basic info? Yeah. Am I having fun? Hell yeah. I'm not doing anything. You know, I think he gets that. And again, anything that we can do to promote our guys and our program, we're all about. But uh, that is funny. I mean, but we should we should push for that. You should, you know, maybe stay a night out there. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of room in the barracks. Uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know if I can, I'm old. I don't know if I can sleep in the barracks. I might not wake up in the morning. I'm fortunate. I have my own room. I got a guest bed. You could sleep there. Let's go.
There you go. Sleep over at Brady's next summer. Let's yeah, I mean, go. Aaron, that sounds like something you and I should join in on. <laughs> Moving on. Outside. <laughs> For those freshmen that will redshirt most of them, how do their in-season workouts differ from the rest of the team? Does Brady <clears throat> get more time with them, and can he push them a bit harder to gain strength rather than just maintain? I mean, yeah, you can. Um, because, again, you know, they're, they're still out there. They're still practicing. They're – you know, probably providing great value on the special teams or, um, you know, the scout team and all that stuff. But you can, you can push them a little bit harder and more because they're younger, their bodies can withstand it. They're not going through all the rigors of the, you know, in season grind and playing on Saturdays. So we do, we can, we can push them and develop them more in a safe way. And, um, you know, those, all those guys, again, a Dante Corleone wouldn't be in the position he was or he is right now if he didn't go through all the things that he did last year. And, you know, you could say that in all the years past. I mean, I, I remember when, you know, Derek and Kobe were freshmen and we trained them like they were non-travel guys or, you know, young and developmental, even though they were still playing and providing value on Saturdays, even as freshmen. So, you know, it's a, it's a great time for those guys to really hone in and just continue to better themselves in every which way. All right. Um, you made a brief mention of dynamic training a few episodes ago, and I was curious as to how much conjugate programming is involved in a given week. Also, while up in Columbus, did you get much or any interaction with the powerlifting legends that all call called Central Ohio home, like Dave Tate, Louie, others at Westside Barbell, etc.? Oh, That's yeah, question. very fortunate. Um, we went to, and uh, visited Louie a couple of times at Westside and it was, it was, you know, just awesome to see and, you know, to experience that place, you know, and to sit and talk with Louie who, you know, he, he would talk your ears off and again, you just soak it in. But uh, there is, it's just, it, it's all dependent upon the time of uh, the year. And, but there is, there's conjugate methods to everything that we do. There's a dynamic effort, you know, lower body day with, you know, a heavy uh, max effort, uh, lower body day in the same week and there's a dynamic upper body day with a heavy max you know effort upper body day as well it's just fine-tuning that and um, you know like I said you you kind of go through all the uh, tools that you have you know you might use chains you might use band um, you might use different types of uh, specialty bars it's just all types of different ways that you can uh, maximize our student athletes and uh, trust me we don't leave any stone unturned all right, those are those are your questions this week that were aimed uh, pretty much either directly or indirectly at you. So there we go. That last one was was fun. That was a it's a deep dive into the brain of, of Brady Collins. There. Very, you know, that's, that that person must be a meathead, which is awesome. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's like <laughs> conjugate. Yep. How everybody's Everybody's got to be somebody. It's fine. <laughs> well, we, we did keep you a little long tonight, but outside of maybe the bye week, which we've done before, yes, we're not going to see you until the end of the year on this show. So we're going to miss you. And we overstayed. We we took advantage of our our Brady privileges to have you on for a little bit longer than normal. Well, <laughs> well, Brady, Brady, do you know what next week's episode is? Um, I have no idea. Game week. 
Yes. Yes. Good answer. I don't even want to give you the answer I had, but uh, yes, it's a it, it's episode one hundred of the BVP. It is. Wow, that's awesome. So episode ninety nine, we had our favorite guest ever, uh, and who knows what we'll do next week other than. Get excited for. We're gonna talk about Arkansas next week. Like, uh, no, I know, I but but you gotta have one tiny mention of one hundred nine. This is ninety nine. That's you know, I w- I don't want to talk about fate and you know, but ninety nine is a very special number to a certain head coach. We'll leave it there. True. Just putting it out there. So the stars stars are aligning, boys. True. D- is. Dave is saying, uh, Dave just sent me a text Wednesday, July 20th. He sent you the narco music. He might have. I don't know. I'd have to go back to the anals. Check that out. I got it right here. That's the blurriest thing I've ever no, seen. Whatever. Wednesday, Wednesday, July 20th. He, so I think Dave is trying to take claim to narco being the new kickoff song. Well, Dave, I mean. It's a heavy push from the boys inside the locker room as well, but <laughs> I and it's also, amazing. It, the pitcher from the Mets doesn't he walk out to it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's why Dave's a Mets does, fan. Yeah. That's oh, why that's where Dave got it from. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, we'll say it was a, a communal effort. It's a team at like everything. Iron sharpens iron. It's a team exactly. Effort. Exactly. Amen. Well, appreciate you. Thank you for uh, stealing the show on episode 99. And maybe next week we you can just stop in and say hi on episode 100. <laughs> hey, well, like, like, like you did like in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Vegas. We've had high success with just the stop in and say hi's. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. All right. Awesome, man. Well, hey, Brady, thank you so much, man. Good luck this uh, season, sir. Yes. Good luck this season. I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll bump into you a few times. Uh, but other than that, man, thanks for everything you do. Uh, you are the GOAT. Truly, you are. So so thanks, man. I'm about to, I'm about to, oh, wait, 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 wait. Did, I, did oh, I tell you? So I was um, I was on Big 12 Radio on ESPNU. Humble brag. And, Humble brag. and they had asked me what the secret to fix success was at UC. And my answer was you. Oh. So then later in the interview... Thick is walking by my car, and during the interview, I'm like, Luke, come here. And the, the guys doing the interview are like, what is this idiot doing? It's the first time I've ever been on with him. Yeah. So Luke walks over to the car, and he, he like, he's like, you, you got some breaking news for me or something? I'm like, no, I'm on with the Big 12 radio guys on ESPNU. Like, I, I just wanted you to come over and say hi. And he's like, well, what did you tell him? And I said, well, they asked me the secret to the success, and I told him it wasn't you. It was Brady. Oh, <laughs> and he was like, he started laughing. He was like, you're right. You're right. And then he walked away. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm such a small piece of it all. I'm just fortunate. I, I, look, as much as he gives me shit, <laughs> it was my chance to like <laughs> poke the needle back on national radio. So oh. thank you for allowing me, giving me the path, the avenue to, uh, <laughs> give him shit because he dishes it out at an elite level. Yes, he does. And you know what? It takes, it takes it's a great take it, but also to give it back, which he did. So I appreciate that. But uh, no, again, that's, that's a funny story, but 
let's face it, we're all not here if it's not for him. And that's what, that's what, you know, right. I'm so thankful for. And I know our kids are thankful for, and the great coaches that we have and the support staff, let's keep it rolling. Right. I mean, Hey, big 12's asking about us already and we'll be there next year. We got some unfinished business. Let's, let's finish this conference out by winning the third in a row. And then we'll say hello to the big 12. F E two Brady. We'll see you in October. Damn right. All right, boys. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you, Brady. Right. See you, boys. See you, man. Well, gotta love that man. The goat. The absolute goat. I mean, look when you when you get nobody gets that. There's nobody in the country that has a podcast that has someone at that level spend ninety minutes with you. Just spends ninety minutes. Like just gets to come and hang out and have a yeah. good time. Well, I mean, I, about seventy five minutes. He came in at eight fifteen. At, at this point, and Chris, I I'm think, not out again, but now I am just to spite you. At, <laughs> at this point, I think it's it has evolved from just a, a guest on the pod and just a straight coach of the team to just like a friend. You know, he's just just a he's friend. The fourth off. member of this show, Brent. Yeah. He he only invited one of us to spend the night with him. So, just saying. Yeah. Well, I I think he took. You, try, you tried to invite yourself. I saw that. I saw. He it. took whatever his name is, Jason, whatever. Jason Cooper, when he said that uh, the whole mustache thing and my affection for Brady, I think he's a little afraid of that still. So I think that's why the invitation for a sleepover wasn't extended. Yeah, I know you told him you loved him on the first date. I know off off air. <laughs> I know off air. If Chad says no to the invitation, I'm getting a late night. Hey, you up text and Brent. There there has not been that, a, that a spots a, open. There has not been a, a even like hint of a mustache since he got rid of it. He was all the way out. <laughs> You know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. But when Chad declines, I'm I'm gonna let you know. It might be an hey you up. Text. Well, I would only if I gotta sleep in the barracks, like I don't know about that. But if I got <laughs> if I got a you know, Brady's got a suite and I got the guest bedroom, like let's go. I can deal with that. Right, right, fair. Document fair. what goes on at higher ground from a, a media perspective one day. Like that sounds phenomenal. That's something Dave has been begging to, to make happen forever. I think we might have finally found our path. Somehow Justin Williams is going to be so mad or also finding his way there that same night. <laughs> I'm not sleeping with him like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But no, I mean, it could be fun. I think you should come too, Aaron. Little, little bunk. You guys can bring a tent and sleep in the woods. All right. Well, at this time, I see no better time to say anybody who's here that uh, has not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. Uh, there's a lot of people here tonight. Um, this has been probably the most watched uh, BCJ or uh, BBP that we've had um, in a while. So uh, please hit that subscribe button. Also, uh, um, I. I think that's all the, the real announcements that we have right now, Chad. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So then we, we also have a sponsor if you want to take that away, Brent. Uh, Danco Transmission. That's that's your read? Okay. Well, well no, I mean, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. He, did, you, he, read, he made the read in the beginning. You normally okay. don't, don't ask for it in the middle of the show. So. I, I don't, but my bad. I don't know if you had some some. And if you want to sponsor, like we could be reading your ad read right now. Yeah, uh, I guess that's a large number of UC fans. Yeah, that was a good, way to, yeah, was, was a good was, way to do it right there. I was tweeting out the Twitch link and retweeting the YouTube link when you were giving the read. I think, but 
<laughs> I'll say it again. Danco Transmission, our buddy Danco Joe. Head on over to Danco Transmission. I don't care. $10 off your next oil change if you mention Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, or myself. Little little BCJ, maybe play a little little toy trumpet for him. You know, mention the BBP. Okay. Get get ten dollars I mean, off. Dave hit me up immediately to get credit on to get a little juice on that. <laughs> immediately. So I mean, I mean, how awesome would it be though if it went from <laughs> easy Daniel Possum? I'm not sus. I, I, if it went from <laughs> if it went from the you, you know that being the new kickoff song and everything and so kind of the fans are some fans that might not have heard this or might not get wind of you know the the change in the song all of a sudden third leading into the fourth they play pump it up and that'll just wow i mean that would be exactly what we talked about on the BCJ pod on Wednesday exactly so i I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. And it was mentioned on the BBP too. So I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah. Well, Dave had this whole like retire, uh, right. pump it up thing. That, right. We that talked we about that. Week. Yeah. At the scrimmage, which I was behind. So that'd be, that'd be good. Um, but yeah, I guess do we, do we timestamp that or, or you're all over the, the other timestamps and, and whatnot? I'm, I'm all over the place in general. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can we can timestamp it for the timestamp Brady Collins, uh, like seventy five minutes worth of Brady Collins, which was amazing. Yeah, which is when I was gonna say, Chad, did you have anything else football related to? Add? What else? What else am I gonna say that he didn't say? Like, uh, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't think there's much else. Um, no, he yeah. he pretty much covered camp. Like, if you yeah. want a camp recap. That was your camp recap coming from, you know, number two. If you don't want to listen to two and a half hours of me and Chad from Saturday (laughs) night. That was your camp recap right there. And, well, it also got a little Isaiah Collier talking for the first 15 minutes of the pod. Yeah, we did get first 15 on on Collier. And I'm sure – I think that'll be a good uh, nightcap topic tonight for Aaron and I. Okay. New basketball rankings. There you go. Lining things up one after the other. Um, anything else on the basketball front? Obviously, it's looks Aaron's like it's probably going to want to go live again on the nightcap with all these people we got watching. Out of your mind. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I I didn't even know you guys did a two and a half hour one on on Saturday night. Was that just recapping pretty much? It was actually actually so um, peeling the curtain back on decision making again inside the company. Uh, Aaron, what do you think about if we do members only, we make members only just a live chat. Like you got questions, be it, become a, a member of BCJ on YouTube. And that way we're not getting into like, uh, putting stuff that's not on the board in the, the member only, uh, conversation when we do one of those, like we do it as, uh, they, if you want join, become a member of the, uh, the YouTube channel for five bucks a month. And then we'll do like once a week, figure out a day where like, this is when the YouTube members get exclusive access to us to ask questions. I kind of like it. I mean, it'd be fueled by questions. So yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm a company man. Whatever's whatever's good. I just don't, I don't like getting yelled at on the message board about stuff. So I mean, I try to keep everybody happy. Someone's always going to have a problem with something. 
unfortunately. It is what it is. But we're, um, we're we're trying to make money to provide you more content. Right? Like if we really want to maximize Aaron and Brent and Reagan and you know the, the Dave, the whole crew, the more money you give us, the more money I can pay them, the more work they can do. Uh that's just how it goes. So it's yeah. true. We're we're growing. I, I gave Aaron, I gave Reagan the keys to the car on the the Instagram. The Instagram account is back open, so you can follow BCJ on Instagram at Bearcat Journal. Um, thank you, Tonk, as always. Members only idea. Tonk is now uh, a member, but uh, no, you have to you have to go to like become a member, not donate. Right? He's already like, he's already been a member. He's been a member. Okay. For, that's yeah. what that symbol is next to his name in the chat. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It'll just be Tonk asking us questions until you guys start joining. <laughs> we'll get with Tonk on when it's good for him that we do member <laughs> chats. And we'll center it around that. I know he could ask 30 questions. I, I guarantee it. Um, so, yeah, you want to you wanna get into the mailbag? Get this thing rolling? Yeah, um, well, Chad, uh, real quick, is so school started, basketball teams back on the uh, back yeah. on campus. It looks like obviously they had uh, a workout with Rayfeld today, day one. Okay, yeah, because I just saw obviously a quick video snippets of uh, the guys in the in the Monster Factory, the newly looking, new improved, highly renovated, continuously changing Monster Factory that's only getting better and better. So that's right around the corner as well. <clears throat> if you uh, for you basketball heads out there, so we don't miss a beat on that. But uh, yeah, I'm ready for the mailbag as well. AA Ron. All right. Um, let's hold on, hold on see. One second. Let me let me pull up something here real quick while you're getting all that set up, Aaron. I'm set I wanted up. To give people. I wanted to give people. So if you're watching on YouTube, right under the uh, the video, there's a. Um, there's a, a button that says join. And if you click on join, then $4.99 a month you pay, and that gets you uh, a membership to the BCJ channel. And like I said, Aaron and I are working around uh, trying to come up with some potential weekly content uh, that uh, will award you for, for your membership. <clears throat> I had a burp that. Oh I had man! A burp that oh, it's something. Oh, I had a burp that came up out of nowhere. You were like uh, you, were the, you were like the roach on Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We we got it on air, so there. But we that's go. that's how you join. Is uh, right under the the screen if you're on YouTube. Uh, there's a button that says join. All right. Uh, they can't see join on the mobile app. Um, Then get to the desktop. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I was just I found the the, the mailbag from this week was buried in the yeah. banks. The mailbag for last week was still the one that was pinned. So oh, sorry. All right. So football mailbag. What's the typical schedule for the football team now that higher ground is done? Also, to refresh our memories, what does the typical game week look like? 
Uh, those are two different things. And that's from LaxCat31. Yeah, that's two different things. Um, now that they're back, though, obviously it's a, it's a lighter version of game week, like a, a lot of Arkansas prep um, walkthroughs. Today they were just in helmets and shorts, um, you know, going through a lot of the – like you, you have an extra week essentially. It's kind of like a bye week um, right now. And that you can go and start to get through Arkansas prep, but you're not going to, you don't want to like, one of the things you don't want to do is overload them with Arkansas prep now. So you're still going through ones versus ones and twos versus twos and things of that nature, but a little bit more like your scout team is starting to form. They're, you know, starting to put the guys out there that are going to be on scout team against the ones in certain periods uh, on offense and defense. Um, so that's kind of like what this week will be about. And then once they get to the weekend, then it'll it'll start to look more like game week. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday being the key days in game week where they really get after it. And then you dial back a little bit on Thursday. Friday's a walkthrough and then and then you're good to go or you know Friday's going to be travel day get to Arkansas um and and get ready for the game um yeah I mean it, it's nothing it, it's nothing too out of the ordinary the big thing content wise Tuesday will be content day uh because we'll have the Luke Fickle press conference that day and then practice is open to the media on Tuesdays uh, where we can get player interviews and coach interviews uh, and things of that nature. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of the the quick look at what a game week looks like. So Tuesdays will be the good nightcaps, right? Because we'll have you know a bunch of stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, so these are this is a lot of questions. We don't have to spend a ton of time. Yeah. Deanna, do your homework. Go to the desktop and join. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with the uh, the Twitch accounts. If you have an Amazon Prime account, link that to a, a Twitch account. And even if you don't ever do anything other than hop on monthly to re-up your Amazon yeah. link to Twitch, that would help us out. That's good for, good for us. All the cool kids are doing it. Join the BCJ YouTube, uh, the website, YouTube, the Twitch uh, link, uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And then follow the... Uh, we now Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Bearcat Journal. You can just search Bearcat Journal and find us on all of those Twitter, YouTube, social media Twitter. outlets. Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and Instagram. Which, you mentioned that first. Yeah. Uh, which group will have more receiving touchdowns, the wide receivers or tight ends and running backs combined? It's a great question. That's good. That's, That's good. Question. So, So I did a little research on this. Uh, Last year, the running backs, tight ends combined, receiving touchdowns wise, had 14. Wide receivers had 18. Alec Pierce, obviously, being the big guy in that number. Uh, 2020, it was 10 and 10 tie. 2019, the running backs and tight ends had more of t- with 12 compared to seven. And then in 2018, the wide receivers blew him out of the water with 15 for the wide receivers, and, and that was with Khalil Lewis. And then seven for the running backs and tight ends. And I even went even further. 
Last year at Eastern Michigan, the running backs and tight ends had six combined receiving touchdowns, while the wide receivers hauled in 12. There you go. Great, great research. Outstanding I'm going research. Tight end and running back. I'm going wide receiver. There's there's too many, like too many of those guys. Okay. That that you're gonna have guys that are making plays over the top. You're gonna have Nick Mardner on fades in the red zone. Like whoever, I, I just whoever wins this job, I think the tight end is going to be the comfort blanket, even in the red zone. I, I think it could just as easily be Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott as the comfort blanket I, because I, they're gonna be running. I crossers and be open over the middle. Um, I, I'm I'm going wide receivers. Yeah, I I think if you find the, the replacement for that fade, that Alec Pierce scored. I mean, it's that's why they brought Martin here, right? Right, right. It, Martin Josh Wiley did it. In yeah, he does some too. When when Pierce was out with an injury, yeah. um, so I I think it'll be whoever kind of you see take that role over in the beginning of the year. I think we'll have we'll we'll pay dividends, but I'm. I'm with Chad probably because I, I think that the running backs they'll be used in the in the passing game, but I think that the wide receivers just there's so many of them, so many big play players as well. I think that the tight ends will get their fair share as well, but I think wide receivers in the end get it. Over under of three and a half on the amount of student athletes that will have over 500 yards receiving. This one's weird. Uh, 2021-2, 2020-2020, we don't count that for this. 2019-2. Uh, 2018 one. I got three. So you're What was the over under line set at three and a half? Three and a half. I think it won't be four because there's going to be so many pieces of the pie split, right? Right. Right. I concur. Um, but I, I, I think Tyler and Trey both go over 500. I think Josh goes over 500. Josh, right. Yeah. That's kind of where I am. And, and if, you know, if, if Marner gets like three big hitters, he's not that far away from five. I yeah. think that, that might be the close one for he that would be four if right. we get to four. Right. I'm but it's hard to get to five hundred yards. So I'm I'm taking the the under as well. I think we're all under then. Uh over under of two and a half on the amount of rushers that will have over six hundred yards. They've only had two uh once in the last four years. Other than that, there was only one every year. So two and a half is mighty high. So say say you change that to one and a half then. Let's let's go one and a half. I think if Evan Prater was gonna be starting at quarterback uh this year, then that, that completely would change the, the two and a half narrative. So if, if he's a starter, I think you're you're kind of getting close to that two and a half with you know two other running backs to kind of peek their head through. But if we're going one and a half. I'll take the I'll take the over. I think there will be two. I'm gonna go with just one. I think it's also gonna be one. I think somebody out of that group emerges as yeah. RB one. Right. Um, and then the other three siphon down the ability for somebody, a second guy to do it. Three or yeah. four hundred each, right? Like right. Well, yeah. like I if if they really want a, a an RB one. And, and they are very cognizant of the fact that they have four really good running backs. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four is going to be like uh, fighting for, you know, like a rabid dogs fighting for scraps. 
Brent, the, the word I think that you would use is smorgasbord. A smorgasbord. Smorgasbord of talent. A concophony oh. of talent. Okay. I think that's right. Concubine. That's huh? totally that's not, different. That's not is it? No. no. What's the name of the thing in, from Thanksgiving? Not a Corna, corn, cornucopia. cornucopia. I promise you, when you look up the word concubine, you're going to be. <laughs> it's very, very different. Cornucopia. There we go. It's, all, it's almost like. Never mind. No, it's it's no one. <laughs> cornucopia. Cornucopia. Uh, over over under of thirteen and a half on the amount of student athletes that score. We, at least. we know, Tonk. We know. All right, whatever. It's a T word, a longer T word. Over under of 13 and a half on the amount of student athletes that score at least one of rushing, receiving, or defensive touchdown. Did you do your homework on this, Brent? Yeah. Uh, Okay, let's hear it. So, in 2021, there was 15. Uh 2020-11. In a shortened season, 11. That's important. 2019. 10 so I, but those those seasons were kind of you know weight weighted one way uh and yeah so there you go i'll go over i'm over I, on this one yeah mm-hmm. i think there's going to be some defensive touchdowns i think you'll get a maybe a return game touchdown or two um and then i think there's just so many weapons on offense that you're gonna see a, a pretty large number of guys yeah. uh i'll go over I think this is the easiest over. Um, I just think there's way too many options. Did you pick under on anything? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, Over under of... It was the under of uh, 3.5 of 500 yards or more. Okay. Okay. Over under of 3.5 on the amount of student-athletes that will get more than 75 tackle... Why does he continue to refer to them as student-athletes? Because that's what they are. Um, let's see. That will get Sean more than Pace. 75 tackles. Deshaun Pace, Will Huber, I think are going to get 75 tackles. Last year, Van Boston was at 70. Yeah, he, he just missed last year. It, it's all They can't possibly get more than 170 tackles between the two of them again, can they? I think between yeah. Van Fossen and and Pace and and Deshaun, I think and yes because there's no Brian Cook in. on the team. I, well, yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting thought. Somebody has to replace Cook's tackles. I mean, does and it probably be... won't all be threats. Right, right. So either way. You're mentioning three, right? Are you going four? I don't, I don't know that you're going four. I don't think a lineman is going to get – a defensive lineman's not – it's very difficult for a defensive lineman to get 75 tackles. In college football especially, yes. Yeah, it, it's very hard. More so than hard. NFL. Well, they yeah. play 17 games. Oh, there is that. So, um, well, yeah, that's why I didn't count 2020 in this research. But in 2018, get this, there were a total of zero – players to record 75 Perry, well, was that that was that was what perry young was the acl that year yeah that was uh malik clements and, and Darrell white james wiggins was was third uh yeah. and, but then last year 
which I think is more reminiscent or or more you know conducive of this is is four players with with over uh, seventy five tackles, and that's with Van Fossen right there at seventy. So I'm taking the over in this. So that was uh, Cook. That was uh, Deshaun. That was DeBlanco and Beavers. You got it. Good job. 2019, there was three. Three and a half is a great number here. Like a yeah. great number Perfect. here. I think I go under with Ivan, Deshaun, and Huber. And if Van Fossen, like Van Fossen is the swing for me. If he right. can get over 75, then you, then you get the four. I'm going over. Um, has Justin Watley been passed on the depth chart? This comes from LXA Bearcat 2011. Uh, seemed like he was fast tracked to be a starter by now. Um, he is battling with Noah Potter for that second defensive end position. They both take reps with the twos. I think Potter had a little bit better camp, especially the second half of camp. Uh, fast track to be a starter by now, where right? Like. You're not going to start over Jabari or Malik, right? And and like those guys came back. Like maybe he was fast tracked to be a starter if COVID, the COVID year didn't exist, he would be in that mix. But you have to consider the circumstance. Like you're going to start Justin Watley over Maje last year, or or Malik, or you know now you like you said you got Malik and, and Jabari in those roles. Yeah. The younger guys just got older, you know. It's 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 not like he was he would have to hop someone that he came in behind, right? That 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 are really good, right? Right. So yeah, I mean, he'll see. I think he'll see the field. Obviously, um, yeah, he's gonna see. He's gonna be part of the rotation. Rotate, yeah, with but like fast track to be a starter. If you're fast track to be a starter, you gotta you gotta beat the dudes that that have been around a long time. To and be the man. You gotta beat the man. <laughs> Woo! Just saying. All right. It's uh, not 10 o'clock. This might. Yet. I could have gotten big trouble for that one. This might be my favorite question of the entire mailbag. With both Thomas and Pace looking really good in camp, what are the odds we land Isaiah Collier? 30.73%. <laughs> I did get a chuckle out of that as well. Uh, so, transitioning quickly to the basketball portion of the mailbag. What's to make of Autry getting an official visit on the books? Is he the top combo guard recruit now? A guard spelled with a U-A. Uh, is Thomas the Juco guy? Is Thomas the Juco guy no longer in play? Um, I, I have information on that on the board. Uh, I don't want to get into it too deep here because recruiting information, we try to keep mostly on the board. Um, I think all the official visit Plans right now uh, are written in pencil, meaning that there's a lot that can change. So uh, I don't have anything written in pen. Do I think there is a tentative visit for Autry and Thomas and Jizzle James uh, and a couple others? Yes. Um, do I think I'm ready to report any of them as uh, 100%? Like, this is going to happen on this date. I'm not there yet. And that's prior to today what I knew. And then when the report came out about Autry's visit, making more calls today, 
Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that's still fluid. All right. And that came from Bearcat Boyd 2323. Uh, Dmonk55 asks, Chad, are you allowed to talk about the something in the works player yet? You mentioned nope. something a few weeks back, and I don't think anyone guessed right on the board. You are correct. It has not been guessed right. Uh, no, uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. No. I, as soon as I, I promise, I promise you guys, as soon as I can, I will. I promise. No. AC Mazzaro says, uh, Odia Guama seems to be a bit of a forgotten guy on this roster. Is it reasonable to expect a better season from him this year than last? And if so, what does that look like? I don't know yet. I, I don't, this is one legitimately, I don't have an answer yet because it is Odie in the heavy rotation at the four? Is he in the heavy rotation at the five? Like, I think there are still. If he's going to be, uh, if you're going to expect more from him this year than last, I need to, to have a better grasp of what his role is in that. Like, Vic is now, you know, moved pre- predominantly to the five from what mm-hmm. we've heard. Kalu is the, Kalu, Caillou. Uh, is the wild card for Odie, I think, right? Like, I mean, I wasn't allowed to say that anymore. I'm allowed to say it. You're not. Like, you know how that works, right? <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, Aaron. Yeah. Um, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> Um, I deserved it. You did. Um, I think, I I think Zigpay is like the interesting, um, factor with Odie because not to say that they're the same guy, but like, they're both a little bit undersized. They both can play the four and the five, but I don't think either is like, they're both kind of tweeners, right? If, if one of those guys establishes himself as the undersized option at the five, what does that do to the other one? Um, that part of it, Anthony, uh, is going to be one of those storylines we're talking about as we really start to dig in to basketball season here in you know a month or so. Um, I, I just don't know yet like what the exact answer on Odie is. Birdie season. We're getting there. It's coming. Which is the next question from Ring of Black. Any birdies chirping lately? Uh, they've been gone for three weeks. They just got back today. Today was their first day back in the Monster Factory. I think they, obviously, they probably arrived uh, over the last couple days. But first day, really, like, back in the lab, if you will. Um, so, not yet. But, you know, the birdies are migrating back to uh, to Cincinnati. All right. Well, that's the mass, the the basketball portion of the mailbag, and now we move on to the banks, the busy oh, banks. And Skins asks, uh, "Well, first he says, shout out to my number one fan, edits by Taylor. This question is in your honor, mm-hmm. gents. Assuming the sweet podcast money keeps on rolling in, and we recast the football classic, the program, who is playing what role, and is Aaron playing the role of Alvin Max' destroyed knee?" 
I haven't seen the program in 25 years. It's been a long time for me also. Oh. And Skins knows I don't watch. You don't watch movies or shows. You don't watch TV. I watched, I watched Game of Thrones last night. That surprises me. So, remember, like, I don't know if you remember, like, you, you probably don't, because I don't think we're even affiliated with each other at that point. But at the end of Game of Thrones, the final season was so bad. I had never watched Game of Thrones. Okay? And everybody was shitting on how bad the final season was. It was terrible. So I would live tweet, like, the final six episodes with just dumb shit. Like, um, why can't I see anyone on the TV? <laughs> well, if these people are the White Walkers, why is the screen black? Um, why can't I hear anything that these people are saying in any of the dialogue? Do you really have to watch this show with captions on? Yeah. Like, I had it up to, like, 60. And you still couldn't... Like they, were, they literally recorded everything. Like, everybody. And you have to turn up the brightness on that episode that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> like... So I had some fun with it, but I also in that five or six episodes slightly was like, actually, I can see why people got into this. So you bit. watched last night. So I watched last night. Don't say anything about it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to spoil spoilers because I, yeah. yeah, I, I, I liked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it enough that I will probably watch again. Next time. It was, I mean, it was a good introductory episode yeah they got some they got some stuff going on yeah so sundays um, are easy to do that especially sunday night as you're just winding after we get down. the nightcap done yeah, yeah. unless right. we do this chat live members chat on sundays at some point follow-up question best thing well, name you see do we have oh. no idea who's playing who on the program no one has I, I, I don't know do you yeah. do you have an answer i like you guys i don't said. remember the program enough to like be like this is who. I mean, it's pretty much quarterback, best, coach, best, running back. Yeah, but I don't remember like the, the who played the characters enough, right? To like relate to those characters. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, Fuck. here I would be the head coach. That's my job. Right. That's James Can, Sam Winters. Who would you be, Brent? I don't know. Okay, well, let's wait. let's roll with uh, what. You wanted to go back to it, then you didn't have an answer. Oh, we didn't answer it at all. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> None of us have seen near, near enough. I was, skin. I was, I was DM good me for Aaron's answer. address and let's move on. <laughs> Follow. You only, have, you only have my sister's address. I don't think you have my address. Yeah, uh, you know where his sister lives. That's, you can that's how her he'll start with the family. And- <laughs> <laughs> Follow up question: Best nickname you see football history? P.S. If we ever. If we ever redo the Goldie Hawn classic Wildcats, Edits is playing the head coach. Here we go. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, Goldie Hawn. Munchie. You think Munchie yeah. is, the, is the best nickname? Yeah. Uh, what Munchie. do you got? What do you got? Sauce. Okay, yeah, you win. Yeah. <laughs> You win. Pretty easy one. <laughs> Bones was good. Bones was good. Bones was Bones was excellent. Bones was absolutely excellent. But yeah, that, the, the that dude is Bones. terrifying. Marty. Marty was his real name, right? It was Marshawn. It was Marshawn. Yeah, but 
that's to me that's like not really like a, right, a right. nickname as much as like just short for what your real name is. Favorite name: Leviticus Payne or uh, Silverberry Muhan. Silverberry Muhan. What was a uh, Ralph uh, David Abernathy the fourth? I mean the truck. The truck. Yeah. The truck was really good. The truck wasn't as good as Sauce. No, but it was. It's up there. It's, it's really good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Soda pop. Yeah. Mamba Island. Yeah, that one. I got. I got shit on for that one for a while, and that yeah. turned out. You know. I turned out looking pretty out. good. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Demonk Five Five, do we have a Discord for a group chat on Twitch when we start gaming with each other? All in the works. We are. Uh, that, that we should have an answer for that within the week. Um, as we yeah. want to kick off the first week of we did, we did. If you were not following along on, on Twitter tonight, um, we're going to have an Xbox league and a PlayStation league. Uh, so there will be, I think they're both new gen. I don't think we're going back to, no, we're not. Uh, the, the, I don't know if there will be Twitch of the Xbox league. Unless we can work that out with Stu somehow. There you go. I'd have to, I, I'm going to have to like talk to Stu and, and figure out what is uh, available. Stu Gilchrist is going to run the Xbox League because Aaron and I are PS5. And if Ed wants in, he's going to have to get a PS5. Ha. Tell your kid to pony up some money, Ed. When When is that starting? Uh, week one of the NFL, we're going to try and do. Yeah. We're going to try and do it to where you have until the end of the week, all week, to play your games. The same in conjunction with the NFL, and then yeah. if we decide to continue to play through into the dynasty, then we'll continue to play. And if everybody's over it at that point, cool. But do you, just, do you pick uh, like teams out of a hat, or is it a? We haven't. I think we're probably going to have to roll, like get one of those dice rolling softwares. Uh, well. People, an order for people to pick teams. It could either be that, or it could be um, us doing um, a fantasy draft. Yeah, but to pick the order of the draft, you're yeah, probably going to have to have like, yeah. All right, have everybody roll the dice. We're still working on it. Yeah, we're working. On it. Uh, what's your guys' advice for enjoying this last AAC football and basketball season for UC? I'm really trying hard to enjoy these seasons for what they are, but I keep feeling like this is just a purgatory year before things really get cooking in the Big 12, and that's from Zach Jones. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have advice. I'm en so done. Enjoy the wins as they come. <laughs> it was, again, I'll pull back the curtain, Aaron. Uh, I was talking to Reagan today about, you know, just ideas for – uh, what we're going to do with her show on Instagram and and YouTube uh, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Sorry, there's too many. We're doing too many things. I'm like a parent that doesn't know the kid. Like Steve, John, Timmy, yeah, Alice. <laughs> like I'm in that mode right now. Uh, but she was like, "What if on Fridays I do like a uh, like a preview of the conference?" And I was like, "Next year," because. Nobody cares. Nobody. I was like, I had Aaron work hours upon hours doing a weekly recap. It took me about four, the, yeah, four hours. About four hours to do a recap of, of the games. And like eight people read it. And it was like, the content was good. But I don't want you guys spending two, three, four hours on something nobody's going to read. 
So if nobody's going to read it or watch it, let's not worry about it and pivot to something else. Should be different. Uh, it's like um, it's like if you hate tequila and you got to like hold your nose to take the shot when you're out for somebody's birthday or whatever. Like that's what that's what this last football and basketball season. If if someone's holding their nose, they get like the Cuervo regular, like like regular Cuervo. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is getting Patron, but you're you're holding your nose. You're holding your nose. No, you don't get Patron. Yeah, but I don't blame anybody for holding their nose. For, I do about this last AAC football I basketball just, season. I mean, for tequila. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, you could just constantly remind yourself, like. One more year. It's all we're almost one like more this. year. It's like me the final four days of higher ground, like three more days. Brent, maybe like, like make like a calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brent, it's like me standing in the front yard just looking out into nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just it's it's coming to an end soon. But let, make a calendar with all the games. I, no, I just I just had an idea. I'm gonna put a calendar right here with just X's on the number of days until yeah. you see is in the big yeah. twelve. Yeah, or <laughs> or like do on uh, on and Billy it, Madison where it's just like like after yeah. we finish playing this team in both sports, you just take a you know take the lipstick and just cross out. <laughs> like, you know. Maybe it'll become like a, a recurring like uh, like on each show, or maybe it's a nightcap feature where like I just turn around and I'm like, yeah, right. Two hundred and seventy-three like, days. <laughs> no more, no more Tulsa. Just cross them off the list. Thanks for all the contributions to the mailbag. As always, if you, your question did not get read, feel free to drop a donation uh, at any point during any of the podcasts, and we'll pretty much stop anything that we're doing uh, to read your question. So there is. Yeah. That. There um, also, if you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so on the YouTube channel and uh, Twitch channels. And if you have an Amazon Prime membership and you don't have a Twitch subscription yet, please sign up for Twitch just solely to add your Amazon Prime subscription for us. That would help us out. And it costs you nothing outside of your Amazon subscription that you already have. Well, yeah, but you already have that. Right. There you go. already have that. All good. People are freaking out because I said there was massive breaking news on the BBP and just with the trumpets, and people can't figure out what that was. Well... I think that's that's pretty big news. That'll lead them to the BVP. There we go. There you that's go. All that matters. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen and find it, Aaron. Oh. Let's clip that and start getting it up on the social media feeds, and uh, then you know people will be informed. Or, or we just keep it here. Or them. Yeah. yeah. Just here just... <laughs> <I'll> just... <laughs> just stop it right when he says the new football song is gonna be. Bleep him out, Ooh. and then. They'll be like, what? No way. Find out at the link below. All right. And then it's a it's yeah. it's a link to the TikTok. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna so confuse ourselves with how much crap we're doing right now. I don't want to do clips. It's a link to the first quarter of the Madden League. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid how much stuff we Aaron and I have agreed to like try to do this season. I feel like I haven't slept in a month. Well, that's also because you have a one month old child. Right. I haven't slept yeah. in a few days, but that's for other reasons. But that's because it's Monday and you go hard in the fucking paint on the weekends. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have to, out of here. to endure the weeks. But hey, we make it through. <laughs> Those hard, the pace are coming to an end because Arkansas is on the horizon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guys, anything else? No, no get us out of good. here, man. No chirps. All right. Another fantastic Bearcat Journal, BBP, guys. Another special thanks to our guys, Danko Transmission, Danko Auto Care. Big Danko Joe, our dude, my man. Head over there. Shouts to them. Big thank you. And, of course, huge, huge shout-out and thank you to Brady Collins, the man, the myth, the legend, the GOAT. Uh, the best. He's, he's the best. He's the absolute best. Uh, but other than that, for my good pals, good friends, my partners, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel, I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com.